Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, with Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3, Lafleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire, back to Lafleur. Oh! The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> You're in the fall. Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoins, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est la bonne chose. Ce sera la victoire des Canadiens. Salut pour les Canadiens. Le match troisième de l'histoire. You found the dogs, John. You found the dogs. He found the dogs. And all together, they worked the young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground, your premier gaming destination. It's going to be sick. Marinero on this Wednesday, July 5th. Thanks for watching, everyone. The Sick Podcast, weeknights at 10 p.m. For about, uh, give or t- at least 30 minutes in the summer. Once again, about an hour on non-summer months in the summer. We'll guarantee you about 30 minutes, sometimes even more. And so I hope everyone's doing well tonight. How's everyone doing? Shane Gomon is at Master Control. The good news, the Cavalaros are back from a uh, two-week vacation. Actually, it wasn't even a vacation. They were at a conference for the families of spinal muscular atrophy in Orlando. They had a little bit of leisure time, but a lot of it was, um, you know, meetings and stuff like that. But they're back. And so I welcome them back. Hi, guys. Haven't seen you yet. Hopefully, it's a little late now. Hopefully, I get to see you tomorrow. All right. Okay. Um, the Sick Podcast brought to you in part by La Bit at TV. Brewed in Quebec, a winner of a dozen international awards. La Bit at TV offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. La Bitta TV, embrace your true nature. Also brought to you in part by Playground, your premier gaming destination experience, the world-renowned poker experience with free food, yes, free, and drinks at their cash game tables, a bad beat jackpot approaching $1.8 million, weekly promotions, daily tournaments, an unmatched customer service. Why play anywhere else? Located just over the Mercier Bridge, only minutes from downtown Montreal, and also brought to you in part by 
Energy Transportation Group, recently named by Deloitte and CIBC as one of Canada's best managed companies. The country's leading business award, recognizing innovative and world-class companies, the best managed Canadian companies, designation fuels energy's purpose of creating progress for their customers, their employees, and their communities. Join a winning team and check out Energy's career page for available opportunities. We're going to talk about Montreal Canadiens Development Camp. We're also going to go back and talk about what happened on July 1st when unrestricted free agency opened up. Tomorrow night on the program, we're going to bring you some inside information of what happened on the draft. But today, a little bit of what happened yesterday over the past couple of days at Development Camp and what happened in unrestricted free agency. I bring in a gentleman who was a weekly contributor on Wednesday nights for the most part during the entire season. And here we are in the summer, and he joins me again. I had a chance to see him yesterday at the Complex in Brassard from TV Sport, Marc-André Perrault. Come on, you? What's up, Tony? What's going on, dog? Uh, just uh, trying to stay alive in that uh, heat. But the, it's heat okay. was, uh, the heat was unbelievable today. Did you go swimming or what? No, it was crazy. No, not even. I had to do some... Uh, some uh shopping for uh, my son's birthday so oh really secret. yeah when's, when's your son's birthday it's uh sunday oh that's july 9th that's july 9th so it's my wife's birthday yeah. is it yeah she must be great yeah 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 good yeah. looking and everything yeah so very good looking if she wasn't you know chances are she wasn't going to be able to land me that's not nice beauty is from the inside Yes, you're 100% right. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> geez, you got me on that one. But uh, yes, uh, July 9th is a, is, a, yep. is, a, is a day that's very, uh, very dear to my heart. Very oh, dear to my too. heart. So yeah, we'll especially July 9th of 2006, because that's when Italy won the World Cup. Oh, really? They beat France. You know, remember Zinedine Zidane's headbutt to Marco Materazzi? Talking about soccer, right? Yes, soccer, yes. No, yes. I don't know. Well, I I, I remember Italy. You remember wrong, you remember I, Zidane's headbutt to Materazzi? Remember Italy there was, winning that game on penalty kicks? Yeah, there was a song for that hit, right? I you know what? Was I, a, yeah. Really? Yeah, I, I think it's in France or yeah. Yeah, yeah. You remember the penalty kicks? No, Pirlo scored first. I don't remember. Materazzi I, scored but, second. Did Rossi yeah. scored third? Del Piero scored fourth, and Grosso scored fifth. And no, I don't remember that. Zidane opened the scoring in the game around seven or eight minutes into the game. But it was uh, not available, right? By Madarazzi, penalty kick for Zidane. It hit the top of the bar and it landed over the line. And then Madarazzi tied it up on a header off a corner kick. And then in uh, extra time, Madarazzi got red carded and France had to finish in 10. And yeah, and uh, we were, um, I was, uh, I watched that game at well, Soccerplex Catalonia with. Uh, in my previous employment, a uh, radio station that I used to work with, Noel okay. Butler and I decided to watch it on a big screen with hundreds and hundreds of people at Soccerplex Catalonia. And then the second the game was over, I made my way back to La Salle and we were parading and stuff. It was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Nice. Probably, yeah. yeah. Sad, the, sad day for our French uh, friends. but Yeah, one of the greatest nights of my life. Uh, really? So anyway, that's one reason why I remember July 9th. And the okay. other reason, of course, okay. is my wife's birthday. All right, okay, I digress. Let's move on here if we can. It was nice seeing you yesterday in Brassard. And I'm not expecting you there. And uh, no, why not? Well, I don't know. You just, you know, you, when Tony Marinero is somewhere, it's because it's like a huge event, the main event. But it was good to see you. I thought that was a pretty big event, you know, for the, um, 
in the lives of those young players, I thought. But oh, yeah. that's for sure. That, yeah. That's for sure. But you, you have that kind of aura. You get somewhere and like everybody's like, oh, it's Tony Marinero. Thank you. I agree with you, but I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> hey, it was uh, – <laughs> you, you were touching you, – you, so you were holding the mic close to me or I was holding the mic close to you. Every now and then you were touching my hand. Were you doing that on purpose or were we just of, were just well, because... of course I was. Ah, okay. Well, of course I was. Just were to you remind you. Of, well, kind of. Oh just to remind God. you I was there. Oh, oh I guess I kissed the shoulder of uh, Stu Cowan as well. Yeah. So. You're listen, you're a good looking guy, but you're not my type. All right, okay. It's funny. It was fun though. It was fun. It, it was. was it was a good game to watch. It was a good game. And you know, and by the way, the Canadians. Uh, they had live streaming of the game, the intra squad game on their Twitch, on their Facebook, on their Twitter and on their YouTube. And I thought they did a great job with it. I don't know if you were listening, but I was was listening as I was watching. Okay. I thought they did a great job with it. Well, it's Sebastien Goulet, my colleague from uh, TVA Spal. He's like, he's. He's fantastic. Sebastien's fantastic. Oh yeah. He's in the mix. Uh, Yeah. yeah. He's 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 excellent. Yeah. Very good play by play. Yep. So I'm going to tell you something. Um, touchy situation what I'm going to talk about, but it wouldn't be the first time I, I touch on a touchy situation, okay. but, I, but I'll talk about it. It's a delicate situation. It's not touchy. It's delicate, but because there are rights holders right now. And, but I wouldn't be surprised that we get to a point with the way social media is going and the way streaming is going, that you kind of have that one day the rights will be on that, you know, all on their social media, oh. on their YouTube, on their Twitter, on their Facebook, on their Twitch, yeah. all of that, you know, instead of, and maybe they'll always stay on TV. Maybe they will. I don't know. Maybe it will be uh, shared but or whatever. But you look back five years ago, the business was not even close to what it is right now. Yeah. So, and now it's like going so fast. You, we don't even know what's, what it's going to be in two, three, four, five years. So. Go figure in ten years. So there was I, no, I think anything's possible. There were there were games. It's not the first time that the Canadians put these games with an in-house play-by-play yep. and stuff like that all over their social media. Exactly. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they're kind of like in a test phase. You know what I mean? But anyway, yeah. Uh, look, we're working in TV, and let's hope that it can stay in television as long as it can. Um, you and I, at the same time yesterday, we turned over, we looked at each other, and we said. What a nice kid. Remember that for Reinbacker? Exactly. I'm, I'm, yeah, I was seduced because you don't see that often. He's only like 18 years old. And it, like people have to, you know, imagine yourself like going in Europe somewhere you don't know with people you don't know, new environment, your organization. And then you just have all these flashes, all these cameras. Reflectors, and, yeah. I thought he was awesome. And you do not see that type of, do you see charisma? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you, you don't, you, you don't see that type of charisma often, especially from an 18 year old kid. who yeah. just got to North America. I was, I was 18 year old kids who have spent the last couple of years on social media more so than actually talking to people, looking at them in the eye. To, but you know, and I'm going to yeah. tell you something, uh, Mark. Um, and that is, you know, talking and being that charismatic for it's not it's not for everybody. Eh? Oh no, no, no. And you, you can't fake that. You, you can't fake that. You have it or you don't have it. I can tell was... you that I I got two at home, and I have one who 
if the camera goes on, he just he won't stop talking uh, like his father. And he's very, very comfortable. And I have the other one who's exactly like his mother that does not want to talk on camera, does not want to talk on, does not, you know. And yeah, just... but yes and but there's more than be willing to talk and yeah i mean this kid is is good he's genuine and he was smiling and you could see and feel that he was very uh i wouldn't i would almost say emotional uh by the the reaction of the fans when he he got called for that that shootout uh very happy with the way you know people treated him after that bull crap uh social media after the draft but the, yeah he was he was funny he was just a funny kid and he was like talkative uh saying that uh with he said that you know, lane, lane Hudson is the next kale mccarr and blah 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 and he said you know just yeah like, I, i can't imagine myself uh, but giving that, him but the that, puck you know and- that happens on social media eh? like i don't want to defend it because obviously i hate it too But all that blah, blah and social oh. media and stuff like that, it happens. Like, you know, yesterday after after the combine. Uh, so anyway, we go there and and uh, you and I, you asked a couple of questions and I asked a couple of questions and we had fun and we did our job and, you know, our job. I mean, I don't have to be there, but I choose to be there because I think going there and getting the information and watching oh. is going to make the podcast better. So I went, right? Uh, even though most of the world is on vacation here. But I decided to go, and I'm not really taking vacation in the month of July, maybe in the month of August. But anyway, long story short, I wake up this morning, right? And, and you know, I'm, I'm scrolling Twitter, and I see somebody mocking me because I asked a question about Slavkovsky, okay? Oh. And uh, Slavkovsky's brain, right? <clears throat> Guess what? I didn't ask a question about Slavkovsky yesterday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You know, I didn't. So, I mean, I wrote back to him and I said, well, here's the deal. Um, I didn't ask a question about Slavkovsky uh, yesterday. But if, um, you know what, going on Twitter is, and lying is going to make you happy, is going to make you feel better, then do what you want to do. You know, but I mean, people are like that, mind you. Um, I know who he is and I know what his motives are. And uh, he'll try and take a shot at me every chance he gets. And that's okay as long as you're actually going to repeat something that I actually said and not make something up. You know, so. Well, it's, yeah. But the, know, social yeah. media could be beautiful tool and it could be the ugliest thing in the world. Well, I we've seen the ugliest with uh, Ryan Backer. And I don't know. I, I don't know lately what happened to, to Twitter, but. I don't know what's the deal with the blue check mark is it like not being nice or being mean or what I, anyways I I don't know what's happening with Twitter but I, I can't imagine someone first lying that that's first and being mean to someone being mean to a 18 year old kid but let's yeah. not let's, only uh, being mean being mean with you know anonymous Well, that's obviously, but you'll no, because, never be. Hold on a second. If you put your real name, though, 
Yeah. And and let's just say, you know, you have a pretty good job and people are going to recognize you because your name's there and your your picture's there. And you know what? You're, you're going to think twice because you could say, you know what? Uh, if I'm going to be mean to somebody, well, then people are going to, you know, they're not going to like that side of me. And I, you know, I might get into trouble at work or with my friends and stuff like that. So Trust they, me, it they, they make up Twitter handles. They make up Twitter handles just to hammer people. Think about this. Like how bad a person to the core can yeah. you be to make up a, a handle on social media so you could just go out of your way and trash somebody? Yeah. I well, mean, you know what? Wow. You, you, you'll never get criticized by someone who does more than you do. So that applies to anyone listening. You won't be criticized by someone who does more. So, yeah. Anyways. anyways. So, look, it is what it is. More often than not, my friend, can I tell you something? It's envy. The person that criticizes you wishes they were you. The person that criticizes me wishes they were me. And the people that were criticizing David Reinbacher wish they were David Reinbacher. And oh, they especially think they were, they especially would want to be David Reinbacher today because he was awarded with this. Yeah. The Canadians have agreed to terms on a three year entry level contract with defenseman David Reinbacher. It was officialized this morning at 8.30 a.m. By the way, first reported by our buddies Lapierre and La Tendresse over yeah. at La Poche Bleu. Yeah, exactly. I, and, uh, uh, I love to give credit, by the way, when people have scoops. Course, well, they're, they're, yeah. they're good. Yeah, like you did uh, a few times earlier. But the, and who wouldn't, be, like, who wouldn't want to be Reinbacker? knowing that there's a chance he'll play with Lane Hudson in the next few years, right? So we'll, we'll discuss that. But now yeah. he's got he's got a Europe clause, Reinbacker, right? So it's an entry-level contract, which leaves him with three options, right? Clotten, uh in Switzerland, the Laval Rocket, the Montreal Canadiens. Most people seem to think he's going to play in Switzerland. Okay. That's my guess. It's not going to be in Montreal. I, I would be shocked. No, he won't play with the Canadians. Like, I, I would be shocked, too. At the yeah. same time, he can go to Clotten and then down the stretch join the Rocket in Laval. He can do that. I don't and, think that's the plan. No, but you know oh, what? Pretty, no? I got to tell you something. I'm a little bit torn on this. And I'm going to tell you why. Not torn on the contract. I'm sure the kid deserves it. And I'm happy for him. The longer you stay... On big ice, the harder the adjustment is going to be. I get that. Smaller ice. So in that respect, I want him in Laval. On the other hand, I've heard a couple of people, and I believe it was La Podcast on Relève earlier this morning on BPM Sport that said it first, and I agree with what they said. And that is, if you have him here, could you imagine you talked about all the reflectors on him? If you have him in Laval, And you already know, like, the way his selection yeah. was greeted by a bunch of people saying, disaster, terrible, my yeah, God, yeah. whatever. They, they passed up on Michkov. Could you imagine if this guy has a couple of bad games in Laval? They're going to they're gonna tear him down. And, and I'm, I'm not in love with an 18-year-old in the AHL. It's a tough league. It's a tough league. So I, I, the plan is to make him play in Europe for the year, that's for sure, and then we'll see after. But I'm I wouldn't I mean, 
who knows, right? But I, I, think it's, have... I think it's the better plan. If he was that good yeah. this past season to get him drafted fifth overall, and we saw his stats, they were like in an elite category. Let him just build on that. Let the uh, let Adam Nicholas and the Canadians development team and let the coaches be in communication with their coaches, their coaches down there. Tell them what they want this player to work on, decipher a plan together and go out and execute. Totally, totally. And yeah, it's don't you think 18 year old and AHL, it's too young? I think so. It's it's a tough league. It's not. I think it's so. not easy. So, yeah, I think yeah. it's better for. Yeah. For young D as well, like and especially, I don't know, getting ready when the puck is dumped in the corner. It's, I mean, it goes fast. Guys want to, you know, make a name of this, you know. Yeah. So I don't. Hey, I, I, yeah. Yesterday was my first meeting with Adam Nicholas. I was never it? met him. I never met him before. Oh, that's a special day. That's a I, special. Day. I never met him before, and you know what? He has an a confidence to him. It's which, crazy. which you know, for me, if is confidence because some sometimes mistaken confidence for arrogance. Um, for me, it's confidence. No, it's yeah. I like the guy, man. Very I nice really, guy. I really like the guy. I buy what he's selling. Yeah. I listen to him talk. I'm not an overly intelligent person, but when people speak intelligently, I think yeah. I'm able to pick it up. I like what he's selling. Um, I think when it comes to player development. The Montreal Canadiens and Adam Nicholas have themselves a 50 goal scorer. Can I you imagine that. how good he is to have the respect of a guy like Martin Saint Louis and get the respect of the players? Because the guy never played high level. So can you imagine how of a hockey brain he is? I love that you're saying that. I mean, it's it, and he is a hockey brain. And can you imagine the number of hours he? studied the game watched videos and you know think he's a special person and you can tell sometimes because well obviously my, my first language is french and first time I, i i've listened to him i had to put the tape back one time put the tape back the second time because it, it, it's like i don't know how it is in his head but it yeah. must be crazy up there so it, it, he speaks fast but then you listen to him and he's wow So it, it all makes sense. Doesn't say nothing, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, and just gaining the respect of Martin Saint-Louis tells yeah. me that this guy's the real deal. When Jeff Gordon and Kent Hughes decided to hire Marty Saint-Louis, it's because in the time they've spent with Marty, they've realized Marty's a different level. Okay. Marty has something that coaches nowadays don't have. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's a different breed. That's why they hired him. For Marty St. Louis to be comfortable with Adam Nicholas running the Montreal Canadiens development team, you know what that tells me? And I've come to study Marty St. Louis quite a bit. That yeah. tells me that Marty St. Louis believes that Adam Nicholas, in what he does, he's a phenom. Of course. And Can I you imagine? You, never mind 50 goal scores, a number one centerman. They view Nicholas yeah. as the Sidney Crosby of player well, development. Can you imagine? being in the room like for a meeting with video and you have veteran like i don't know like david Saval, like jordan Manson, like whoever paul byron and you, paul byron and then you have marty saint louis one of the greatest and then you have adam nicholas showing stuff on the on the screen can you imagine how you know how much respect he had the, oh so yeah 
Well, it's he's not a, in, it's not intimidating if you know your stuff like the back of his and, hand, which he does. And he was yeah. he was, you know what? I, I love the fact that he was <laughs> he was asked a question about the fact that there were other coaches working with him and his staff on the ice. And, you know, what did they think? Well, you know, they, they were blown away because, you know, the, the drills are a different level because I'm, you know, I'm the best at what I do. I'm paraphrasing and, here, but yeah. he said something like and, he's right. And, just just the question I asked about Lane Hudson and, you know, the hype and just it's not only hockey seems like he's a like he's a special person just yeah. the way he thinks and he was like well it, it depends on what you do with that hype and i know lane loves to play hockey doesn't care too much about what's being said and and then it's all about what you're doing of you know what's given to you it doesn't make as much sense as when uh, adam said it yeah but, you know it, it, it's it's like marty saying we it's you're asking a question about hockey, but you can't actually take that and use it in your life. So, so yesterday um, I played some clips, some audio clips, video uh, clips, but the audio came out really low. All right. We had experienced a couple of technical difficulties with our microphones. Unfortunately, uh, I don't know. There was something wrong, but we've since figured it out. All right. We've, we've been able to fix it. Uh, but unfortunately those audio, the clips that we still have, they're still low. Okay. So the next time we're going to go out and record, we're not going to have low audio. At least we hope not. But if you actually raise your volume or you put headphones on and you put the volume to the max, it's not going to be that bad. And you're actually going to be able to hear it pretty clearly. Nevertheless, we're going to play some clips. And if you can't raise the volume, I'll basically repeat what was asked and repeat what the answer was. But yesterday you were just talking about Lane Hudson. Here's Adam Nicholas answering a question about Lane Hudson. You've worked with over the years. Lane Hudson, how many defensemen have you ever worked with that keep their head up and handle the puck and makes the press gallery think he's the number one centerman at times, the way he's just playmaking and stuff like that? I mean, what category is he in? I mean, the way he moves and the way he plays, I mean, he's in a really high-end category. His, his timing, his spacing, his quickness, his agility. I mean, you guys see it. I mean, it's you guys have been around the league a long time, right? You've been around the league, league a long time. So you know that this kid has elite level. All right. So my question was, you've been around a lot of players. How many defensemen have you seen, have you worked with, that you take a look at the way this kid has his head up, the way he takes information, his vision, his playmaking ability, he looks like a number one centerman at times. How many players have you, defensemen, have you worked with that are on this guy's level? And he said the guy is elite. His spacing, his his his, his quickness, his hands, his agility. Mm-hmm. He says the guy's elite, elite. And he says, you know what? I see it. you guys see it. You guys have been covering the game for a long time. Everyone sees it. I mean, the tape doesn't lie. I mean, the, the oh, he's he's something else. He is. So good. And I, yeah, again, I asked the question about the hype. I'm not always, you know, I don't always like the hype around a player, especially when he, you know, didn't even play one professional game. But man, he is good. And I remember last year, same camp, he was all over the place. His hands, his, you know, his, his vision and his skating. And I, right now, I, I can't believe they got him second round he's just that good and he's gonna play in the nhl he's gonna be good it's just a matter of time because you know you need rep you need to play you know 
I'm, I'm not sure he's going to make the jump, you know, NHL uh, right away, but he's, he's going to be good. He is going to be good. You know, down the stretch, Timmins took a lot of heat when the Canadians, yeah. you know, he, but, you know, he left the Canadians with Gouli and my, and uh, Gouli, yeah. Mayu, and, um, and uh, Lane Hudson. You know what? I'll, I'll just. Gouli, Mayu, and Lane Hudson. Not bad, eh? It's pretty big. It, it, I've been covering Montreal for 10 years. So 10 camps or 10 rookie camps and whatever. And I, I don't think I've seen a talented guy like that. Like Lane Hudson? Yeah. Like the, the way, again, the way he skates, the way he's moving, the way he sees the eye. 48 points last year. 48 points, 39 games. With Boston, no, no, he was uh, he was look, he was I mean, with, he was playing with everybody yesterday. Let's put the cards on the table. He was playing yeah, with everybody yesterday. He's just he's just too good. I mean, that's it. So I I just can't wait to see him play one day in the NHL and just just to know. What is it going to be? Because we're dropping name. I hate that. Like everybody hate. Well, we love that, but we hate it at the same time. So the comparison we, game. Yeah, like Kale McCarr, Quinn Hughes. Like, I I can't wait to see what Lane Hudson will actually be. He's going to be Lane Hudson, but just w- what's going to be his level? I think it's sky's the limit for him. Well, so I'd be very happy wait. if he, I'd be very happy if he's Quinn Hughes. I mean, where do I he's- sign right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where do I sign for sure? Where do I sign so, for sure? Still today, a lot of people are thinking that maybe Quinn Hughes is the guy that Canadians should have drafted the year that they drafted Kakanyemi, and Hughes ended up going to the uh, the Vancouver Canucks. No, later that, on. Don't don't start me. Okay, it was it was the guy from Ottawa. That's it. That's all. Brady oh, Kachuk. Huh? <laughs> that's that's it. the guy. Yeah. What did that's you think it. of Mayu yesterday? Mayu, I love him. I love him. I thought he was very good. He's he's the most. To me, NHL ready. Well, that's pretty much what Francis Bouillon told BPM Spot uh, also this morning. He's a horse. He look, he's a horse. He looks like an NHLer. Didn't play enough games, obviously, because of everything we know. Uh, but he's just a horse. His, his, you know, he's a tall guy and nice shape. Nice, his shot is elite. I like the way he's moving. Maybe not always taking the best decision, but. Okay. He has to play games, you know. He, he needs some rep, a lot of reps. But to me, he's the closest to the NHL okay. by far. I thought of something yesterday when I watched him play. The past couple of days, I watched him play. Okay. Yep. You know, we're talking, um, we're we're comparing guys and this and that and all that stuff. Okay. And we're trying to find guys that we can compare them to. Yeah. Do you find somebody that you can um, compare him to? Because there's a there's a name that came to mind for me. Uh, well, it's I don't know. Uh, go ahead. I could be wrong here, eh? Because I find that this is a very tough exercise when you compare yeah, guys. It is every t- when I watched him pick up the puck and play yesterday, and I yeah, I see Colton Pareko. Oh yeah, love it. You I- like it? Yes, of course. And and again, if Colton Pareko, six foot six, yeah, two hundred and thirty pounds, shoots the puck about one hundred and five miles per hour, yeah. shoots right, uses his body very very well. 
at times looks like a number one defenseman, dominant. He's a first pairing yeah. guy. I don't well, know. If, I, I could be again, wrong. I need to see more of him. Okay. I need if to see Mayu more of become, him. Uh, become Colton Perico, uh, where do I sign also? But, and Mayu, the, and, you know, it's, I don't even think it's touchy right now. I th- he's a great kid. He's, he's learned and he's, you know, he's doing all the right things. He learned French. He, he's a nice guy. He becomes a, a leader and, and, yeah, he's a good hockey player. I can, and I've been told last year by a scout that mm-hmm. he is the, I don't know how to say it in English, but the, the, the D with the most upside in his game. Like, yeah. he could be, he could end up being like the best D of, for Montreal. Like, And, and I'm, I'm going to say this, okay? I gave you a part of his game where I told you he's big, he's strong. He shoots the puck over 105 miles per hour. Um, the way he uses his body, uh, the fact that he shoots right, that's my comparable to Pareko, okay? But I will say this. Pareko's never had seasons more than 35 points in the National Hockey League. And if I had to bet on Mayu, I'm going to tell you that he'll have several seasons that will go over that. That's, I mean, okay? 35 so, points for a D is not bad at all. No, it's not bad. It's but not Mayu bad with all. his shot, he's, got, he's probably... Probably, well, he could be first uh, power play uh, unit, so that that would help. Pareko's never scored more than 10 goals in an NHL season, so my comparable, before it makes social media once again, Marinaro comparative to Colton Pareko, and Colton Pareko's never scored more than 10 goals and never picked up more than 35 points. I'm talking about his height. I'm talking about his weight. I'm talking about the position. I'm talking about the hand that he shoots. I'm talking about the way he uses his body. I'm talking about how hard he shoots the puck. Mayu's a better skater, though. Mayu's a better skater. uh, And more. he's got more offensive instincts. Okay? Mayu's scoring Michigan goals in the Ontario Hockey League. Mayu's not going out in these not that kind of hands. We saw Mayu yesterday that, you know, sometimes he's not always making the best decision when he's... uh, Yeah. But but anyways, I mean, it's, it's exactly... For that reason, that he needs rep, but reps, but yeah. Okay. And, uh, on that note, um, here's Adam Nicholas on Colton, um, on Colton, <laughs> Adam <laughs> Nicholas on Logan Mayu. When a player is that big at that age, uh, they usually don't exercise the brain all that much because they get away with a lot with their physicality and with their athletic ability and stuff like that. But what can you tell us about his way of defending his IQ despite being a bigger player? Well, it's, it's just like anything. Like, uh, you know, at the end of the day, he wants to play in the NHL, and defense is the catalyst offense. And he wants to do his offensive things. That's you have to be better at defending, the better stick. And I thought he was really good today at that. Actually, I thought he was really good. So there you have it. My question was about Mayu, and I said to him, I said, usually when you're a big player, you get by on your physicality, you get by on your athleticism, and that whole thing of the IQ that the Canadians have been stressing since Marty St. Louis got here, the IQ and players, you use the IQ less because you get by on the athleticism and physicality. Having said that, how do you rate this player's IQ and the way and he was basically saying he wants to get better. He's going to need to be a better defensive defenseman um, to be a better player to make the National Hockey League. But he said the way he uses his stick 
he says, I thought was really good. He yeah. thought he was really good. Yeah, there were Francis a lot of good Bouillon said, Francis Bouillon said he was one of the best, if not the best, out there. And yeah, he's, I can't, can't think of, of him not playing in the NHL one day. So, but let's not forget it's prospects. And so, before people go crazy and then it's prospect, we know that any, a lot of things can happen. But for now, I think Logan Mayu is the most NHL ready. Did you like the fact it was four on four scrimmage yesterday? Or did you think it took away <laughs> from reality and you would have gone with five on five? Took a while to realize, but no, I like it because you can see more of the, the skills. And but no, I, I think, yeah, I liked it. I liked yeah. it. Yeah, okay, I liked so... them, a lot of guys, though. I, 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 I liked a lot of guys. Who, who? Uh, Luke Tuck. I like Luke Tuck too yesterday. Loved him. And just to put things in perspective, Luke mm -hmm. Tuck, he's a forward. He is uh, 20 years old. Yeah. He had 20 points in 40 games last year with Boston. Okay. Mm -hmm. So 20 points, 40 games. Lane Hudson, 48 points, 39 games. At 18 years old. So just to give you an idea of how good Lane Hudson is. Wow. But that being said, Luke Tuck, I love the way he, well, he, he was involved. He wanted to be, uh, you know, he, he wanted to be a factor. He had a really, really good shift uh, offensive zone and he hit, he skated well, had a good shot. So I, I really liked him. Like, really? Tuck you know, the truck like his know, brother was calling him? You know who I saw in Luke Tuck yesterday? His brother? I'm going to bring up a hab from the past. Oh, who? I saw a little bit of Shane Corson in Luke Tuck yesterday. Uh, that's, oh, that's, uh, that's a long shot. But, I mean, I, Luke Tuck is not NHL ready yet. But no, I think he no. had a great game last game. Uh, Meshar, wow. Had a the great goal? game. Well, the goal was nice, but I thought he was... You know what it is with Mashar? He doesn't probably work as hard as everyone else, but then all of a sudden... Exactly. Pulls a yeah. rabbit out of a hat, you know? One one shift, sometimes, you like, you don't see him. That's that's true. But then one shift, you're like, whoa, okay, this guy is really good. So I like this game. Yeah. But, yeah, a few guys I like. Simono, I, I, I love Simono. I, I, I like Simono yesterday. I like Turini like, yesterday, too. Torigny played well, but these guys are like on the bubble and you just want to give them a push, yeah. you know, to make it to the NHL. But he's there right on the, but the will, like the will is there. And yes, did you, Manoli, did you, did you like Owen Beck yesterday? Because oh, I read some reports of people that loved Owen Beck yesterday. I, I, I can't say I loved him. And, and I, I didn't I mean, love him yesterday. I mean, it's, there's a big difference between saying I did not love him and I didn't like him. It's I, for me, it was just a non-factor. I just didn't think he was as good as last year, let's say. Yeah. But I mean, it's, I'm not worried at all. He's a great hockey mind, great player, but yesterday was just to me was a non-factor, but I mean, I'm not, not trash talking here. It's just I hear you. It's okay. And you're allowed to trash talk on the sick podcast. The shot no, no, Murphy Clinic. It's an aesthetic clinic specializing in medical aesthetic care. They offer permanent laser hair removal. Look, I did it on my armpits. Uh, as well as a wide range of treatments for skin problems such as acne, rosacea, fine lines, and more. They currently have two clinics, one located in Montreal, Shop Angus, and the second on the North Shore in Terban. They're also opening soon in Quebec City. Visit oh. murphyclinic.ca or on Instagram. 
at Murphy Clinic. That caught your attention in Quebec City or what? No, I just, yeah, yeah. I looked excited for the sponsor. So Yeah, yeah I could send you there. Listen, um, we haven't talked about it because we're so caught in development camp. But lo and behold, the Montreal Canadiens made a trade. Yeah. Uh, when unrestricted free agency opened up, they traded defenseman Joel Edmondson to the Washington Capitals in exchange for a third and seventh round pick in 2024. They also issued a nice little tweet uh, thereafter thanking Steady Eddie yeah. for being such a positive influence on the Montreal Canadiens blue line and wished them well. And um, we heard, look, we heard they were trying to trade Edmondson last year. And yeah. it didn't happen, and he was hurt last year. Now, there's two ways you can go about this. You can either trade him in the offseason around the draft free agency the way they did, or they could have held on to him. And at the trade deadline, with so yeah. many teams wanting to add a player who's a steady blue liner, yeah. who played on a team that won a cup, who knows, maybe you end up getting a second-round pick. Who knows, maybe even a first if somebody got desperate. Yeah, but I think they gambled enough with Joel Edmondson. So I think they just said, because you know, it's not easy for a player to know that the team wants to trade you. And I I'm, I think it affected Joel Edmondson. I, I'm not saying like he had a bad attitude or uh, he was a bad teammate. Actually, he's, he's loved. The guy is loved. And I always liked, you know, talking to him, the way he was, he was honest in his answers and, and everything. I, to me, he's a very good 6D, 5D for a, in a good team. Yeah. So on, I have on that nothing... team that went to the final two years yeah. ago, of course, Weber, Petrie, Sherratt, and Emmonson were a big part of it. Their, their of top course. four was and very, so very big. I, I will never, you'll never hear me say anything bad about Jordan Minson, but I think it was time to move on for all these reasons. It's not easy for a guy to know that the team wants to trade you bad. Okay. So that I think it affected. Uh, you never know what is back, you know. Uh, it, it, last year, he was supposed to be 100%, ended up missing so many games with his back so yeah. having a third and a seventh to me it's like good thanks for everything good luck over there and yeah i thought of i thought of the sean monahan situation that monahan you know what final year of his contract and you're hoping that he has a really good season at the deadline you trade him you try and get a first round pick and who knows maybe plan. in the summer you could probably even go out and get him back and sign him again and i think I think they thought about that. What if Edmondson, like Monaghan, in his final year of his contract, all of a sudden gets hurt? We're already talking about an injury-prone player in Edmondson. He gets hurt, and then a trade deadline, he's hurt, and now you hang on to him, and then what do you do with him at the end of yeah. the year? Like, you, you end up losing him for nothing, because they obviously would not have brought him back. Mind yeah. you, they brought back Monaghan under $2 million. Maybe they would have did the same thing with Edmondson. Bring him back and say, okay, Joel, one more year. It wasn't a good year for you because you were hurt. It wasn't a good year for us. Come back. Let's cross our fingers. Let's hope you're healthy. You have a good year. Boom. Then we'll be able to trade you. Yeah. And uh, then you'll be able to go out and sign somewhere as an unrestricted free agent when your contract's up and get good bucks. So I didn't want to chance it, basically, is what they did, right? They just didn't yeah. want to chance it. Uh, no, I th they gambled enough. And look at the blue line. It's jam-packed. Good good young players coming. So I think, and you, you have a, like David Savard is the ultimate leader for these kids. So, and I, I, I think. I don't know if David Savard took Eddie's role last year. Yeah. But 
kind of so maybe just you know I, I maybe it, it was a, a factor maybe a small factor but i think david Savo is doing such a great job with the kids that so but i i, I think it was it, it's good for everyone it's a good trade for everyone and i don't think joel edmondson is mad about going to to washington and yeah, yeah. that's it and, and he listen, was happy the way it was handled. So. I, I mean, I don't know when I'm going to talk to you next. I hope that the Canadians keep on making some moves, and I'll just <laughs> I'll talk to you again next week on Wednesday. But what's know. the what's the next story? Like, what's the next thing that you just have your eyes on? That a situation with the Canadians that you're going to be monitoring is what exactly? Well, obviously, new hooks contract. Yeah, good one. Uh, what is going to be next with Sam Montembeau? What do you think is going to be next? I mean, he's going to be back. Oh, yeah, yeah. he's going to be back. But, you know, extension, maybe. I don't know. He'll get an extension. Yeah, but when? How much? Yeah. So a couple uh, of contracts you're looking at. Montembeau and Newhook. Pretty much. Pretty much it? All right. Because to me, uh, Harvey Pinard was was a big question mark. And it's a great deal for Montreal. That's a great Good. deal for Montreal. Two years I mean, at 1.1 per season. The kid is yeah. never, you know what? He's never going to shortchange them ever. Of course. Oh, no, no, no. You know what you're going to get. And to me, it's a, it's a better deal for Montreal than it's a good deal for Harvey Pinard. But he is young and he can still prove that, you know, it was not a fluke and he's, he's, he belongs in the NHL and in a good role. So, but I think, it, I think it's a great deal for Montreal. Great deal. Yeah. Uh, did you see? Uh, did you see Michel Bergeron with Pierre Luc Dubois? I did not on TV Sport. I did not. Oh, uh, when you when you get a chance, you have to watch that. I'll it's watch pretty, that. For it's sure. pretty funny. Like, uh, all right, Ber- Bergie was laughing, and he's like, "Okay, uh, Pierre, you know, uh, Pierre, look, uh, uh, you told everyone you wanted to go to the Canadians, but uh, you know, you wanted out of Columbus, and you wanted out of Winnipeg, and." Uh, you know, how long before you're going to ask out of Los Angeles or do you plan on being there for a long time? But it was it was said rather tongue in cheek. Like it was kind of okay. like like it. So the mood was uh, it was funny. It was really, oh, yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I'll it was take good. a look at that. I love Briggy. Oh, I love, so do I. I'm my I golf partner him. sometimes. Oh, really? Oh, where do you guys play? The Mirage? Uh, yep. The Mirage. We've played. Uh, where did we play? Uh, I'm not good with Valmorin. OK, but just one advice. Yeah. Never, never put money with Bergie on a golf game. Oh, really? Eh? He's a shark. Oh, wow. He's a shark. He took you to the cleaners or what? Tell me the truth. He's, he's asking for shots, but then he plays like very good. And, you know, he uses his age and oh, I'm not strong. And, you know, like he wants us to have pity and then boom. Makes yeah. a fifty-foot putt, and you, now he's cashing in. And yeah, he's a shark, but great guy. He's the best. I love him. <laughs> oh, he is. I love it. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much. I love you too. We'll talk to you soon, bud. Okay. Cheers, my friends. All everyone. right. Thank you very much. There you have it, Mac Andre Perot of TV Aspar. Speaking of the best, my buddy Charlie Cabrera and Sam Chan over at Optimal Stretch Clinic, forty-seven ten Saint Ambroise. Uh, in St. Henry, and uh, they uh, specialize in fascial stretch therapy. They also have cupping, acupuncture, physio, osteo, um, deep tissue massage, sports massage. They're basically your one-stop shop for them to make you feel better. 
You'll probably feel a little sore right away, but you'll feel so much better going forward. I love those guys, and I love that place. All right, and I love all of you. So if I hope you love the Sick Podcast as well on this Wednesday night. And if you did, like it, share it with your friends on YouTube. Comment Sick right now, S-I-C-K, S-I-C-K, S-I-C-K. And if you're going to listen to us on Google, Apple, or Spotify, leave us a five-star review. It's our way of feeling the love. Franiello and Sammy, Cavallaro, and Master Control, as well as Shane Golong, who's helping us out too. Thank you, gentlemen, for all your help and all your assistance. Thank you, everyone, for watching. I'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place, the Sick Podcast. Tell your friends about it. I'm Marinaro. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinaro on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature. And Playground, your premier gaming destination.